jungle. Welcome everybody to Almost Current Events with Dead and Snitch. I'm Dead. I'm Snitch. Before we get into today's episode, a little disclaimer. Logic and honesty make us far too controversial for enraged ears. If you have an uncontrollable propensity to believe unfounded or erroneous claims, this podcast is not for you. Example, we only discuss the actual well-documented evidence of things like Bigfoot crashing Nessie's 400th birthday bash or the recent upset at the Area 51 Olympics, where the gray people beat the lizard people at water polo for the first time in 22 years. Hey, everybody. Today, we're going to do an episode on the dangers of cancel culture and Dead's uh, adventure to a faraway land. So uh, without any further ado, it is January 14th. Once again, it has been a very um, eventful couple of weeks, and we thought this episode would be timely. Um, But before we get into that, uh, Snitch, how are you doing? Not bad, Dad. I'm just uh, living the dream. You know, I had to go to True Car to look for a new automobile. I think mine is going to give up the ghost, put me down. So I'm... really interested in this true car stuff and carvana and it seems pretty slick i mean the whole concept of being able to have a car delivered to you and you get to try it for seven days you know it's kind of cool so i'm looking forward to that let me know how that goes for you because i'm going to be in the market for a new car early next that's right because we're adding to the to the dead family Uh, yeah my my wife's car is going to be a little bit too small for a third one mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway well uh, that's cool yeah well to uh to get into our topic i mean obviously a lot has happened with this cancel culture in the last week or so yes and i mean we saw twitter facebook instagram banning the sitting president of the united states then we went on to see um the parlor platform completely disappear off the map um and and also tens and tens of thousands of other people kicked off of twitter uh throughout Mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks Mm -hmm. um or about the last week and um i i want to get your thoughts on this but i am concerned with with corporations that just shut people down because they disagree with them right and um, granted, you, you can make an argument for the president if you believe he actually incited violence. I understand not wanting to give him a platform to continue to incite violence, but they went mm-hmm. beyond that with removing so many other people all at the same time, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, yeah, so um, do you have any specific thoughts on any of that? Yeah, except my thoughts are, are scattered. They're all, all over the place. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, I can have something a little bit more... Uh, you know, conclusive. I see the danger of, of, um, you know, when a company gets so big and so powerful, it's a dangerous place, right? I understand. It's just, uh, mm -hmm. uh, no, no, I would go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that it's at, at some point it's like, okay, where's the line? And, and maybe that's where my indecision is right now. I, I continually ask, where's the line? You know, well, no, that, and, that is, that is a good and legitimate question. I mean, yeah. um, first of all, uh, Twitter did have a no violence policy, you know, um, right. they, they had a no violence policy. The real question in my mind is, uh, are they setting a double standard? Because, right. because if you have a policy and you enforce it evenly across the board, you know, 
um, then that's moderation. You know, it's moderating your platform. And if everybody agrees to the rules and they moderate it evenly, I don't have a problem with that. But if you just moderate and remove the people you don't like and allow, and I'll talk more about that in a moment, but if you do that and allow uh, all these other people to remain on the platform, it's no longer even moderation. I believe it becomes an, a problem with censorship at that point. Yes, yes. Um, and and that's what concerns me because, uh, for instance, Parler, where, uh, and I'm not defending Parler in their fat lack of moderation, but mm -hmm. Parler basically, from what I understand, uh, just didn't moderate. They also had a no uh, violence policy in, in, on their uh, platform and mm -hmm. they just didn't moderate at all. Twitter, on the other hand, decided to selectively moderate. And that mm. is what really concerns me when you start just silencing people that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's the whole idea of this cancel culture that we've been seeing spring up a lot ever since President Trump came into office. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it speaks to so much of what's going on in, in America. But the guy that has the power Look, let me just say this. There was a time when people could sit down and have um, a debate mm -hmm. in, a, in a gentlemanly fashion, and they may walk, walk away from the table just, you know, just um, <laughs> as disagreeable as they were before. But they did something that it was useful, right? They, they debated. They, uh, they, they hurt each other. To reconcile and or, or yes. find common ground yeah yes we've had a, a lack of that for quite a while now for quite a while and it's reached a fevered pitch it's reached a, a you know ahead a as they say because now if i don't like, like what you're saying then i will just you know hit the mute button yeah. i don't want to hear what you're saying <laughs> end but, of story and and, and i know uh, for especially for people who can't stand trump it's just been a trump fest for four years well for really since the primary started the, yeah the media, so it's easy you you can i mean even the liberal media they say mean things about him but you just can't avoid the persona and latest comment from trump um mm -hmm. and uh and i understand there's division in this country and uh, mm -hmm. i'm not defending the anything that happened in the Capitol, um, mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm, I'm also not going to jump to the other side and say that everyone on the ground was a horrible terrorist either, because mm -hmm. a lot of people mm -hmm. got out of Dodge as soon as they realized what was happening. There were still yeah. decent people out there, um, sure. not the ones that stormed the Capitol, but right. uh, there was a lot of emotion in that crowd. And I feel that Trump lost control of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. However, uh, we have had lots, this country has been riddled with lots of violent talk mm. over many, many, many years, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, we were, uh, and I'm not defending Trump once again, but this nation was actually born in violence, you know? Right. Um, so taking away someone's First Amendment right, yeah, if they're trying to organize something like apparently mm -hmm. happened on Parler, that needs mm -hmm. to be addressed, you know? That's mm -hmm. where, if they're actually organizing attacks and things. But mm -hmm. to state an opinion is your First Amendment right. And I don't mm -hmm. like it when I see uh, mm -hmm. companies overruling First Amendment rights. And this is why he was concerned with the, um, was it Section 230? And the protections um, that were granted to, you know, big tech companies like Twitter, Facebook, and so on. But yes. Because they have protections. So let, let me ask you a question. Uh, at what point does a social media company become 
equivalent to the press? Well, um, first of all, they would have to be labeled as a publisher and not a forum um, because okay. that's the one thing the press has. They have, mm -hmm. you know, they are liable for what they say. Um, mm. So they can have opinions, they can say whatever they want, but if they say something wrong, they, they can mm -hmm. be held accountable for liable. But that also means that they don't have to present information they don't want to. Uh -huh. um, a public forum is not supposed to be that way. And mm -hmm. social media, is, since it's a fairly new player on the field, um, mm -hmm. 230 regulations don't really fit their business model. Um, mm -hmm. It, it offers them protection, but removing them entirely would pretty much shut social media down because then they would be liable for everything said on their platform by anybody. Mm -hmm. So they would have to moderate everything. So, yeah. so I, I, I honestly, um, I guess I'm not savvy enough on the issue to come mm -hmm. up with a solution for that. But I do think if these platforms want to moderate, they should try do their absolute best to do it evenly and not appear yeah. so one-sided. And yeah. And we have seen backlash throughout the world over this week right. um, towards. Right. Um, I was reading about, uh, in fact, let me pull this back up. I was reading about Merkel, who is yeah. no friend of President Trump, um, right. for any of y'all who've ever looked into their relationship. <laughs> but uh, she said, the right of freedom of opinion is of fundamental importance. Right. This is actually her spokeswoman speaking on her behalf. But mm -hmm. the right of freedom of opinion is of fundamental importance given that the chancellor considers considers it problematic that the president's mm -hmm. accounts have been permanently suspended mm. and once again the one-sidedness of it they have censored trump but there have mm -hmm. been plenty of other world leaders who've been on twitter and said very violent things over the years yeah yeah so it, it's, it's so, danger. And they're facing I, backlash. I also heard about some backlash in Uganda when he started trying to tell them about free speech and they kind of threw it back in his face. Amazing. Amazing. So now with with because this is human nature, this is what we do. We find a scapegoat. Is scapegoat a good word? I think it is in this case. They there's two things that happened for them. I think, well, one thing that happened for them is they got confirmation that Joe Biden would be the president, the next president. I think that emboldened the 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 social media uh, uh, companies. Look, it's no it's there's it's no mystery. They're not conservative. Right. No, no not at all. <laughs> they made that very apparent by labeling very, all of the you know, claims yeah. that Trump made. And some of them right. were disinformation, but labeling them all disinformation That's, or unproven, absolutely and yep. not doing that with other stories from other media outlets that. Right. That fit into the same disinformation category. <laughs> so. So exactly. So here it is. You know, they're people and. I'm having a hard time saying this, but let me just say it this way. If I was rich and famous, I think me and you had this discussion offline, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of things I just wouldn't put up with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had the money yeah. and the means and the capacity, there's just certain things out. Uh, you know what? I like my, all my grapes, crunchy and, co uh, and, and cold. I don't <laughs> like soft grapes, right? <laughs> I like my gra grapes to be nice and crunchy. When I bite into them, I want to like hear a crunch like, and they, and they can't be room temperature. Well, you know what? I will fire my, <laughs> my cook or my butler or whatever, if he keeps bringing me, you know, these lukewarm, limp grapes. And I will always have the grapes that I want because 
now I can afford it. And now I can get things just the way I want. Nothing, very few things would annoy me because I would get rid of anything that annoys me well, because I've got the means. And so I, I hope that an analogy uh, applies because these people now, they are in such power. Jeff right. Bezos was the richest man, but now I think he just got, uh, Elon Musk just, just surpassed him. Oh, but wow. anyway, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So my point is, at a certain point, they can't hide their hand. They are going to do the things that they always wanted to. And uh, now they feel a little bit more comfortable doing it. And they're using the situation at the Capitol as a, as a perfect scapegoat, not to, not to uh, justify what, what happened at the Capitol. That was an awful situation. That's insurrection oh, yeah. in my it mind. It was terrible. But it's almost the perfect situation to take advantage. What's that uh, that quote from some politician of years gone by? Oh, uh, never uh, let a uh, never be- let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So the adjectives that have been thrown around by not only members of the Congress who voted to impeach the president, but all the other news outlets and the social medias. It really has become the very thing that they needed. It was almost like Trump gave a gift to them well you know and and i i will say there were other purported you know potential benefits for them for doing this too it endears mm. them to the liberals a little bit yes you know? yes um, yes and and also their main up-and-coming competitor is now completely off the scene um with parlor you know Ab- absolutely so, and I'm not saying that was their motivation or anything because I don't want to get held for liable, but they were some pretty interesting potential benefits there. Oh, absolutely. Um, kill, they killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this was a move of self-interest and it was a move of influencing their authority. My concern is that they are now becoming the fascism that they say they don't like. Right. And because because fascism (laughs) is corporate power in government, you know, or blending of corporation and government, which uh, we have seen fascism light on and off in this country throughout its entire history. But now these people who allow the Antifa and and other groups to talk on Twitter are kind of acting like fascists because they have the influence now. And I do think some of this is going to come back and bite them. Um, They they have probably i mean they're losing people because a lot of people see it you know and um and now you have other governments and other countries uh kind of you know slapping them on the wrist with merkel and and uganda and other places and i imagine they're um i believe i saw something from one of the uh leaders in the uk say something about twitter that was uh, derogatory and yeah. uh, so i mean that they, they thought they were going to reap all of this benefit and they still may um yeah yeah so i've got a different take on that i have um um i I have a a a suspicion that the american people because of our what i consider our our national adhd problem i i have a a sneaky suspicion that there's going to be some new intrigue some new shiny thing and we are gonna not forget about the events of uh, January, but it, they will become less important. Yeah, maybe well, not to all, but but to some or, or the most or the people that really matter. For instance, I was looking at a post by some people who are really ticked off by this, and they were like, "You know what? 
I'm done with Walmart. I'm done with Amazon. I'm going to stop using Google. I'm going to start using DuckDuckGo. And, and they named off a couple of other uh, big names, basically all of the companies and institutions that have either blocked or suspended the accounts of uh, President Bush. I'm going to stop using YouTube because they're really strong Trump supporters. Yeah. And, and their pushback is to boycott. And I thought to myself, somehow, I don't know if that's going to be sustainable. Well, because go ahead. No, I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying they will crumble and fall. I think they're going to suffer economically for it for at least a little while. Yeah. Um, but yeah. once again, your point about boycotting and stuff, uh, generally speak, I've seen people boycott Walmart before. I saw, mm-hmm. you know, evangelicals boycott uh, Disney most of Disney. my childhood. Yeah. Um, and those companies are still around and doing OK. So, uh, and so that's no, the I, thing. I don't know if Twitter will disappear. And by the way, if Biden really wants to... Um, shift public opinion toward him mm-hmm. and away from all of the craziness that's been going on. Yeah. Um, he'll probably push really hard for those $2,000 checks in his first couple of weeks, if it's not overshadowed by impeachment trial. Um, well, it seems like that's a big, uh, he's, there's some figure I saw one, 1. 1.9 billion, a trillion. I, I don't know. There's 1. some 9 figure. Trillion. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, here it is more money that's coming from who knows where yeah. Who's going to pull it out of a hat. Um, just invent money, I guess. So that that's a that's a well, that's I, a separate a separate episode. But <laughs> that seems to be his his first concern. And of course, he did say, "Look, you know, that's the first thing he's gonna he, he's gonna spend a lot of time focusing on this this um, relief and the coronavirus." Da da da. So I expect that to um, quickly go through the House, Congress and and pass. But Back to what we're saying, you know, this is something that, um, yeah. Do you remember when Netflix had that uh, French movie? It was called Cuties. And no, it was I, a don't, big, I don't think I've well, heard about that. Yeah, so sometime in 2019, I can't remember when, Netflix decided to, it's a Netflix original film. It was um, originally uh, done in France, but then they released it here in the United States. The name of it is Cuties. And a lot of our listeners probably already know but just to be brief, it kind of highlighted some 13-year-old girls, maybe 12-year-old girls. I didn't watch the movie, but what got a lot of Americans upset, especially evangelicals, was the fact that they were dancing in suggestive uh, manners. You know, they had the little girls acting like grown women on some of these, you know, like uh, hip hop videos and pop music videos, doing all the suggestive stuff. And it was like, this is awful. This is, this is, um, you know, tantamount to child porn. And there was a whole thing about boycott Netflix and there was a lawsuit slapped against them. I think they went to, went to um, court and they may have lost millions of dollars in the process, but Netflix is still going strong. And and I don't hear anybody talking about that situation anymore. It was I a wasn't big thing. Even aware of it, to be honest. With oh, you. <laughs> well, um. I, I don't have Netflix. I've got a couple of things, and one more would just be too expensive. But I like technology, so I kind of keep up with tech news and whatnot. But my point in bringing that up is to show that we have a short. Uh, um, I don't know what what the word is. Me- not memory, because it's not attention like we forget. Span. But attention span, and then the next thing comes around. And it takes our attention. I just wonder, you know, I'm rambling right now. You know, maybe what they should have done was to suspended his account until after 
yeah. the inauguration. Maybe that would have been a, but, but it becomes like a bandwagon thing. You know, all these corporations, you know, this guy lowers his prices 5%. I've got to lower my prices 5% because, you know, it's like well, this corporate the gas thing. station across the store or yeah, across yeah, the street. Across the street. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, what? They, they block Trump. Okay. We're going to block him too. Oh, they block Trump. Don't you know, you guys got to, maybe everybody's going to be looking at you. They dropped his books. You got to drop his books too. Pull his books from the shelves. Oh, you know, and, and it's, it oh, becomes yeah. like this, don't let him sell uh, any more mega hats. No, mega hats, okay. Well, we got to pull the mega hats. Well, you know that store across the street—they pull their mega hats. We got to pull their our mega hats too. Why? I don't know, but just pull them. <laughs> oh, so, it's true, and this this is one of the reasons I, I really wanted to talk about this is because th- this is something that Americans shouldn't lose sight of. Um, no, we should. And and the reason we bring this up and we call it the dangers of cancel culture, um, mm-hmm. or reason I titled it that way. That wasn't uh, Snitch's title. That was mine. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a but, good title. <laughs> uh, but uh, my uh, well, I, I wasn't taking credit. I just wanted people to know that it was my opinion that created that. So uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> in case you disagreed, but mm-hmm. um, but I, I got I had an opportunity uh, a little over two years ago to go to China. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring that up is because I had a very in- interesting conversation with uh, one of my tour guides while I was in China because mm-hmm. uh, of course obviously I'm interested in politics so when I went to China I was interested in their politics yeah. um, and what they knew and what they knew of the outside world and it was all very revealing now I don't want our listeners to think that I am an expert on Chinese politics this is mm. just going to be about a conversation that I had with my uh, tour guide yes and uh they have what's called, and they are still kind of imposing this, I believe. I think it's in certain regions, but not others yet, but they're trying to go nationwide with it. Not 100% sure if they've gotten there yet, but they have what's called a social point system. And my uh, tour guide was explaining it to me as basically, it's, it's kind of like our credit scores, just much more multifaceted. Um, anybody who's familiar with a credit score, you know, it helps you get better loans if you do good with it. Uh, otherwise you're kind of penalized even mm-hmm. in the U S like a lot of, uh, employers want to see your credit score to see how fiscally responsible you are and stable before they hire you, you know, right. but over there, it also, the way she was explaining it, it applies to your associations, who you hang out with, you know, your driving score, all kinds of stuff. So basically, they take all of your different aspects of your life, including, I believe, they're trying to put together a credit score system and kind of judge you based on it. And if you don't, if you do anything wrong or associate with the wrong people or commit a crime, um, you get put on a blacklist. And that means that you can't get a job. You can't use public transportation, which many of those people rely on. Um, And in my mind, if these kind of cancel policies ever made it into politics here in America, you're going to see the same thing. If the CCP doesn't like you or doesn't like who you associate with, you're canceled. Wow. And so when I see things like this happening and big moves, and of course this was a corporation or quite a few corporations actually, um, not our government that censored the president, you know, right? but they're, they're trying to now with impeachment, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Not necessarily censorship, just make sure you can never hold office in the country again, yeah. is what they're trying to do. But uh, 
But I, this is why it concerns me is because I've been to a place where it's like, basically, if the party in charge, the CCP in, in China, you know, Chinese Communist Party, does not like you, you dis, you disappear, if not f- literally, figuratively, right. because you can't do anything. Amazing. So, and why I would like our listeners to keep a close eye on this topic and not to judge mm-hmm. so quickly when these companies start doing that. I know a lot of people were happy to see Trump no longer tweeting. And some of his aides are probably ecstatic that they don't have to cover for his Twitter storms. But that being said, I, I think the American people should keep a very close eye on this because if they get in good with the liberals, this yeah. is being implemented in other countries, and I don't want to see it happen here. No, and and that's why I, I, I think they should have maybe just suspended his account. I don't understand the value of removing him permanently. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, um, and, and I mean, to get on that topic, it's not yeah. just them either. The elites in this country are dropping Trump like he's toxic right now, which I understand. You know, mm. the PGA mm. Tour will no longer be holding golf right. tournaments at, um, at, at his uh, his two biggest lenders have said they'll have no more dealings with him. Um, oh, he's, yeah. The he's Deutsche being, Bank. Yeah. Deutsche Bank. And uh, I can't remember the name of the other one, but uh, two two different banks have come out and said we're done with him, you know, kind of thing. Well, let me ask you this. See, because now these are it's one thing with the with the free speech thing and uh, maybe I'm being a little too simplistic, but the the social media thing. okay, Twitter, Parler, YouTube, that's bad enough. All of these things, Facebook. But when banks, you know, lending institutions and um, golf uh, um, organizations. So so what is that all about? It's is it. Is it simply, okay, he's dirty, and so we don't want to associate? I I think it's that. I think it's more the appearance of that than anything. It's like, okay, he's a riot insider. insider, He he lies to people, et cetera, et cetera. And you can have your own opinions about that. But these people just don't want to be associated with him. They don't want to be associated. So I'm going somewhere. It looks bad. So I'm going somewhere with that. Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel that a lot of these people are just as unprincipled as the average person. And as soon as the spotlight is off, they're going to start making exceptions. And before you know it, things, I mean, maybe I'm an optimist too much in this situation, but I really feel like I don't, I don't see (laughs) with a person with as much money as he has, as soon as the spotlight is off, some normalcy will return to the Donald. It, it may, or he may still start his own media company, especially if they do actually vote to remove him from office, even though that would probably happen after he'd already left office at this point mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and can't ever hold public office again, which I think is highly unlikely. I don't think there's enough mm-hmm. uh, Republicans in the Senate to actually uh, mm-hmm. move the vote because mm-hmm. I believe they mm-hmm. need 17. I know they'd obviously already have a few. Mitch McConnell's mm-hmm. even floating the idea, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but I don't think it would actually happen. But if they did, I really think he would try to start a media company because then he can continue to try to shape American politics from the outside. And he should. Let me also back up and say this right here. And this was the, the scapegoat, right? The scapegoat for them to push what is like uh, something so close to something. If something makes you think of your experience with your tour guide in China, Mm-hmm. then that's scary enough. I mean, that's oh, yeah. too close. It's, it's too close, right? 
that yeah, shouldn't yeah. have come come up in your mind. That should have been okay. That's in the Far East. I'm thankful that a this communist country. Yeah, yeah, in the Far East, in the communist country, and I'm thankful that I live in the West where that sort of thing doesn't happen. That shouldn't have popped up in your memory, but it was close enough that it it made it happen. But with that being said, the scapegoat, I'll say the alleged incitement to riot, it could be interpreted that way. Yeah. Well, you know, when, Giul- when Giuliani says, you know, we're going to have this is going to have to be a, a trial by combat. And, you know, and he says, we got to got to fight like hell and and never quit well, and don't ever stop. You know, you can lose track of a crowd yeah. if you don't put exact um, words my wife was at the park while Trump was still speaking. And I actually yeah. called her and told her, you know, I don't know how bad things are about to get in Washington, come oh, home. Wow. And that's just because, um, and that's, that's not because I, honestly, what Trump was saying is the same stuff Trump has been saying. He's all always been saying it wasn't you anything know. new. However, yeah. the mob he is talking to that actually believes him. And it, I mean, you can have your own opinions on whether you believe him or not, sure. but the mob he's talking to that actually believes him and believes this is true is mm-hmm. now seeing their last recourse yes. taken away. And so, yes. so I mean, there were people crying yes. when they read Pence's uh, letter. I've heard reports, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. there were people, uh, there was a lot of emotion in that crowd. So whether he directly incited or not, I mean, yeah. it was a bad situation. Yeah. And, and so maybe let's say this, let's say this, he didn't incite, but let's back up and say for the past four years, maybe even longer, President Trump, he um, one of his um, platform topics was the was the fake news. And if anybody has any sense, they know that the news organizations have never been conservative minded. It's Most always progressive, left leaning, almost, uh, uh, yeah. almost all of them, you know, communications and the arts and and anything having to do with those social sciences all tend to be. Uh, liberal from the dawn of time it's been that way so there's no mystery there so uh, and i'll try to be brief and he as an outsider and a populist he highlighted that you guys it's fake news you guys don't um, publish the truth and he's been saying that over and over and over and over all the four years of his campaign and as a trump supporter if you hear that long enough number one you'll you'll believe it Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. But the, but the second thing is, since they are the ones that are putting up, putting out the news, if what they're reporting is false, well, who do I go to for news mm-hmm. without Trump saying it? He literally he, he almost said, come to me for news. Initially, it was listen to me and Fox News. And That's the only after, places. Exactly. And, and then, then after, after Murdoch. Uh, yeah. And he got and, sideways. He got sideways. Well, and, and the funny thing is he'd gotten sideways with um, Fox News uh, before, but they always kind of, you know, made up. But after they they confirmed that Joe Biden, that was like the end of the marriage. And yeah. so, OK, all the news are fake news. They're all in the swamp. They're all under pressure and all the different things they said that was wrong with the with the news media. Well, who do we go to for news? Well, you listen to me. And here's what I've got to tell you. The election was stolen from me. I won Georgia, Pennsylvania, and all the other states. And he's the news. He's the source of the news. And, I really believe um, he will start his own media company. Yes, um, because I, there's going to be, he still has a lot of support. Those people are, are still very loyal Trump supporters. And it'll be successful. 
and he's going to get a lot of uh, um, support and backing because he's still the Donald. I don't care what anybody says. Impeached twice, all of those things. He's still the Donald. And (laughs) so I I think it'll be fine now. Do you remember what you wanted to say a moment ago? Yes, yes, actually. It it had something to do with some of the stuff you were saying early on. You know, the... um, the fact that and to back on the cancel culture thing as well with the media. And by the way, the media is divisive as well. Just mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into that too well, far, sure. but, you know, There's they no haven't question. helped this whole situation and what right. led to the Capitol. I'm not saying they're responsible for it, and I'm not even mm-hmm. saying they're as responsible as Trump, but they have been, you know, dividing it's us a, for many years. And yeah, so, it takes two to tango. There's no yeah. question. Yeah. But um, but to get back to the other thing. Uh, about cancel culture it's like these people they've been told the media lies uh so they all went to social media you know mm, and mm. and now their social media fl- platforms has been taken from yeah them. here's yeah. here's what concerns me about that you know deplatforming someone mm. isn't going to de-radicalize them no it, it may it may go the opposite direction yeah, now you have the- people who feel that they don't they have not only do they have no recourse because they believe the election was stolen Mm-hmm. But they no longer even have a place to express their opinion. Uh, this yeah. this is a bad move. Yeah. Let me read you something that Jack Dorsey said. Go for it. He, t- he tweeted this earlier. He says, I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban at real, at real Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here. After a clear warning, we take this action. We made a decision with the best information we had based on threats to physical safety, both on and off Twitter. And okay, that's a generic statement, but here's the part that got my interest. He wraps it up by saying this, was this correct? With a question mark. And I didn't read all the tweets because, you know, I'd probably be all night, you know, trying to figure out what everybody's saying. Um, But it seems that it's given him pause, even though he made that decision. And he's reaching out to his Twitter community, asking them if it, if, if it was the, the, the right decision, whether or not the comments and the retweets are going to change his mind or make him do something different, that, that who knows. But it, I think it's a question to be asked. You know, it's a question to be asked. Was that the right decision? Well, am I going to, am I making things worse? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and like, like my last comment, I, I think it is because now you've got a ton of radicalized people that are going to be more radical now yeah. because they're being deplatformed. And also, you know, as much as you may not like Donald Trump and his mm. angry tweets and all that he says, mm. he is still the duly elected president of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. To silence the duly elected president of the United States, regardless of cause, honestly, if you don't even like Trump, most mm. people would still like to know what he's thinking at a time mm-hmm. like that. You know, what yeah. I mean, what is he going to do next? You know, for the people from the other, you know, from the the left mm. scared to death of him. It's like, what's he going to do now? You know, um, right. And well, they have you know, no access to him without he, him personally, like calling a press conference or something if he can't get on there and go on a little Twitter storm. <laughs> now let me ask you this what do you think about his access because he is the duly elected president of the united states he is not without a voice to speak to his american to his american the american people 
No, he is not. He he can always still call a press conference. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he could. There are several ways he could get the words out to people. If if he did have something he wanted to say, he has done sure. that a couple of times since that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's also been very quiet compared to normal because he can't get on Twitter probably. And he's right. Um, right. So um, so yeah, I I just have very very large concerns when you deplatform and and ban the elected president of the United States. Mm-hmm. but you don't do it to any other leader in the world, no matter how radical they've been. Right. Well, let me ask you this. And because this, this question will be asked. If you are a U.S. based comp- corporation and you run a platform that the world, the entire world uses, mm-hmm. but your president, uh, would, wouldn't you say that you would have more concern for what your president is doing to your country or potentially doing allegedly doing to your country with your I'm, country than I'm, you would I'm sure other yeah countries. And, and and if that if that was his main concern you know yeah no i i understand the concern for the i mean i i believe what he did what president trump did that day was was not a smart thing to do because you had so many emotional people there yeah and, and then the other thing i'm trying to think of all the other all the the, the answers that'll come back to the questions they're being asked and and that and that's some of them and for the whole deplatforming thing i think it should have been a suspension because the the truth of the matter is the trump believes that the election was stolen from him and um and so we're not going to discuss if that's true or not that that's that doesn't matter with this cancel culture as it applies to this particular situation, Trump believes the election was stolen from him. Well, almost 80 million people agree with him. Oh, I know. And Uh. they, and, 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 and the storming of the Capitol. And if you watched a lot of the videos and some of the things that were said, I mean, you've got the, um, the second person, the second most powerful person in the Capitol and then the third most powerful uh, is uh, uh, Pence and and Pelosi, and they were um, they were on a path to to you know they built gallows and they were prepared to hang Mike Pence, the people, and the the thought process for a lot of other people is that because Trump put these thoughts in the people's heads and told them I'm never giving I'm not giving up I'm not conceding. And it was stolen from me. And, you know, we've got to fight and we never give up, never back, give down, never back, retreat, all this kind of but, rhetoric. Then the people were like, um, nobody's doing anything. All of this, uh, all of these Congress people and all the Supreme Court, they're throwing out our cases. Everybody's in the swamp. Everybody's pedophile. Everybody's down with Jeffrey Epstein. So it's we the people all over again, about like in 1776. And of course, you know, our nation was founded on the, print, the, the, the principles as if, if, as if of if our government is no longer, I didn't memorize the preamble or any of those things, but you know where I'm going. Yeah. If the government can, can no longer govern, then we have the right to remove that government or rebel against that government and, and so forth. And that's oh. kind of like, goes back well, to the civil war and everything else. So they see that the people on the left and all of their pent up hatred for the past four or five years, it just got funneled through this little tiny venturi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> just, I can completely, I can completely you know, see that. And there was a yeah. lot 
of emotion yeah. on the Hill that day. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and also a lot of senators and congressmen and women uh, mm. fearing for their lives that day. You've seen a lot of their reaction mm-hmm. to this over the po- mm-hmm. course of the last if, if if even if it was real uh, or, or or fake they're going to say they did yeah i was scared to death oh my goodness this is president trump's fault it was well, the perfect I, perfect opportunity to you know stick it to him oh yeah well it, it it is and and honestly i believe a lot of that fear was very real because i stayed up that night watching the rest of the the confirmation you know mm, and mm. every time somebody would slam a door or something they'd all jump Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, I um, didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I stayed up and watched the whole thing to its completion. I wanted to make sure nothing else crazy was going to happen that night. So I was up till 3.30 or 4 in the morning when they finally finished uh, counting. Um, Dude, I didn't know that. I didn't watch it. You know, I was uh, completely knocked out, but you, you just gave me pause right there. <laughs> so, um, so no, I, I, I did. I wanted to make sure yeah. that nothing else crazy was going to happen in Washington <laughs> until. Wow. So, um, wow. so anyway, wow. but yeah, I, I don't really have a whole lot more to say about cancel culture. I know we've kind of traveled around on this topic a little <laughs> bit, but uh, there's just yeah, been a... so much that's happened this week, man. How can we not? Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe we'll do it. We, we, maybe we'll do a, a part two, an episode, a part two of a cancel culture discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm. We may have more to say about it as we see well, how it to develop. You know, yeah. for our listeners, we had actually uh-huh. thought about talking about this like a month or two ago. Right. right. Uh, That's true. When we first started labeling things as like informa- misinformation and things like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we felt it was a good time for it with everything that's happened this week. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and for our listeners out there, if anything, you know, this episode is, um, is something that we should all pay attention to because we need to, we need to keep an eye on this. Yes. Yes, for sure. But anyway, you agree? Well, I, I completely agree. I, I, that's the one thing I want, whether you agree with Trump or not, mm-hmm. giving them the power to cancel the, anybody is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Uh, especially, it's too much power. Especially one. when it's so one-sided toward yeah. one ideology or the other. Yeah. Um, right. So anyway, that that was uh, my message about it, and uh, <laughs> well, that's all we ha- that's all we have today, isn't that right, Dad? Yeah, that's all I had. Okay, well, everybody, take care, and we will talk to you soon. Uh! <laughs>